This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Is there hope for conservatives in Colorado? Well, the Centennial Institute's still here. 13 years going strong. We've mounted our horses and we are riding. Friends, the number five most conservative school in America, Colorado Christian University, has a public policy think tank that works to enhance public understanding of the most important issues related to faith, family, and freedom. As part of this endeavor, the Institute focuses its efforts on conducting research, analyzing public policy options, sponsoring seminars, conferences, and other activities that involve students, faculty, staff, and outside experts. We're all guided by the mission of CCU and the strategic priorities of the university, which include essentially the advancement of the conservative worldview. We're a Christian, constitutionally conservative university, and we're proud of it. If you'd like to get involved with anything we're doing at the Centennial Institute, please contact us, centennial.ccu.edu. We have a business council that meets monthly to go through uh, kind of policy issues and hear from experts. We also have the Centennial Review, which is a monthly speech digest produced by Jamie Erker, the senior editor of that uh, prog- of that program. It's a lot like in Primus. Uh, give, give folks an update, Jamie, real quick on what the December issue is going to be all about. Yeah, the December issue will be hitting the mail shortly here. We are um, highlighting Sarah Huckabee Sanders' speech from the Western Conservative Summit, talking all about raising a patriotic generation. Um, she highlights what it was like to be a preschool-aged mother dealing with the press, and she says there's not much of a difference. <laughs> so <laughs> it's definitely one you will not want to miss. She shares a wonderful Christmas story that she um, – got to spend in war-torn Iraq in 2018 with President Trump and the troops. So you will not want to miss it. Um, if you get it in your mailbox, it should be coming shortly. Otherwise, uh, you can also find it on our website, centennial.ccu.edu backslash review. And uh, I, that this edition, actually, I teared up twice. One it's was one. when she was in Iraq, like you were mentioning, and how they secretly snuck over there to be with the troops, but then also her kids interacting with her in the White House. Uh, mm-hmm. was very special. She was a great hit at the Western Conservative Summit. By the way, we are announcing the theme of this year's Western Conservative Summit and the dates, June 9th and 10th, at the Colorado Convention Center. And the theme, Jamie? Western Strong. Western Strong. Is it all about cowboys again? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we, we definitely will have cowboys. We'll have Western issues highlighted, but also what is the importance of Western civilization? Why is it worthwhile in preserving and honestly going back to? Um, we're in a time where we don't want Western civilization, and it's we want to preserve that. It's what makes America unique, and it's our foundation. That's right. The left is really going to love this, the fact that we're highlighting Western civilization. But it's a strategic priority at CCU, in fact. It's written down. Uh, that the university itself is going to impact culture in support of Western civilization. So this year's theme, Western Strong Friends. We are talking with Representative Stephanie Courage Luck, the winner of the John K. Andrews Award for Colorado Leadership and Fidelity to Biblical and Conservative Principles. She is optimistic. She thinks conservatives can actually change this culture around in Colorado. And we we ended the last segment uh, just kind of getting into that. But she gives some concrete examples of women that are actually leading communities, these kind of Tupperware pro-life parties. And Stephanie, uh, I want you to continue that because I need hope. I'm broken down. And maybe it's because the left and the media just love to attack me all day. So anytime I turn on my phone, it's just a barrage of uh, angry tweets. But uh, 
I need a little bit of inspiration that Colorado isn't a lost cause. You are down at the state capitol. I mean, maybe give us insight as to what you're going to expect at the state legislature this upcoming session. But uh, you gave us some encouraging ideas that, that the culture may turn around here. Well, I do believe that. I, I believe strongly that the heart of the Lord is for the goodness of his people. And you can't have the goodness that he has created without aligning with his truth and his design. I mean, we know that. We we know that there is suffering that comes when we don't do life his way. And it's not as if he's some evil taskmaster like so many in in the unbelieving community would want us to to subscribe to. No, he is a God who created everything, and he infused in it a design. And he said, hey, if you understand my design, this is just going to work out so beautifully for you. If you reject my design, it's not going to work. It's like putting water in your gas tank that you're not going to get anywhere. And, you know, I wasn't raised in a Christian household. I was adamantly pro-choice for much of my life. And yet it was faithful believers who came alongside me and entered into the fray, entered into the conflict, who who opened my eyes uh, to see the truth of, of the value of life. And I know that so many in our culture are saturated in a set of ideas from Sesame Street on up, and that's the water in which they swim. And our ideas, as, as wonderful as they are and as as well articulated as they are in white papers, think tanks like yours, um, so few in the culture actually receive those, right? You have you have people who are in the ivory towers who are thinking these thoughts, but is that being disseminated down into the culture? And I fear that it hasn't been. I fear that that, that line of passage has been blocked in a variety of ways, and people haven't had access to our ideas in a, in a compelling manner. But when they do then their their eyes open, their hearts change, they, their minds shift. And so the question is, how do we get that information out? And do we use the tools that are available to us, like social media, Twitter, etc.? Absolutely. But I think what I was pointing to before with these two ladies is that the greater fruit is going to be born by getting into the, into the muck and into the mess in a more deliberate and, and near way sitting in, a, in someone's house with eight strangers and presenting on this hard topic, you can't flee. <laughs> you can't just close your computer. You have to engage. And, and they have told me stories about post-supportive women who who benefited, but through gears. You know, they, they talk through these things in those evenings. And what they're finding is that they're building a community. They're creating environments and places where people can come and just be who they are and grapple with these hard questions that they don't have any other place to really grapple with. And that's what's lacking so much in our world. We don't, we don't know each other. You live in a suburb, you drive right into your, your garage, you close the garage door, your neighbor does the same. You don't know each other. You don't live life together. And so when things are hard, you feel increasingly isolated, which then, of course, the enemy of our souls comes in and discourages and depresses. And to break through to that and to say, nope, I'm, I'm just going to start with this one or with this group of five, and we together are going to change a culture. How did 12 men, right? Mm-hmm. 12 men believing in, in, in the Lord transform an entire world one at a time small groups at a time. And that goes against our American mindset of instant gratification, bigger is better. 
but it does feed very much into the nature of our God that says, I use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and I will use the small to impact in big ways. And so I have great hope. I have great hope because we're standing on truth, we're standing on goodness, and we have the power of the Lord behind us. <laughs> I would just encourage you, Jess, turn off those notifications for this <laughs> Put on some notifications for, you know, the Word of God and, and be reminded and uh, be reminded that His ways are not our ways. And though the world may say we're foolish, you know, they also said to to Joshua, no doubt, you're not going to be able to bring down Jericho by just walking around it a few times and shouting. It's not going to happen. And yet it did. You're not going to be able to get away from the Egyptians, Moses, by raising a stick. And yet he did, and the waters parted. And so as we seek the Lord and as we ask him for his strategies in this season, we abandon the ways of the world and just keep our eyes focused on him. I believe that your 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 hope will grow because he truly is the God of the God. It's so nice to hear representatives in our government talk like that, right, <laughs> Jamie? I mean, it's oh, yeah. uh, you, you, uh, the scripture that just kind of flows out of her. It's mm-hmm. it's living water. It gives you hope and and uh, the sense that that God still is in control, even if it feels like um, there's growing vitriol towards the Christian worldview in Colorado. Uh, we've got just about two minutes, um, and we've got one more segment after this, so maybe we can start this conversation now, Representative Luck. Uh, what caused you to want to step up uh, into political leadership and face the slings and arrows? We've been down there testifying in support of your bills sometimes uh, and and seeing how they treat you, and it's not always – uh, they don't always address your ideas directly <laughs> and want to have a conversation. But you, you decided to step out and be a leader in the state and in your communities. What, what did God do in your heart for that? Well, no, I, <laughs> he had to do a lot in my heart <laughs> because I am one who doesn't like the limelight, and I prefer coffee conversations to podium conversations. I prefer building relationships when having these these hard these hard talks. Um, and so he had to do a lot in me because it's not something that I wanted. <laughs> he basically voluntold me, you're going to run and, and you're going to do it the way I want you to do it because I desire to see governance done differently. And so I want you to be a pioneer and show people how you can abandon deceit and manipulation and, and all of the things that are rife in politics and how you can just come with a pure heart and good faith and open hands and, and love me and love people and, 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 you know, I'll show you what is possible there. So he had to do a lot in me to get me to put my name forth. Um, but it's been a rewarding experience. And I I know that this sounds so funny to many, but it's like I'm Eric Lytle a little. Uh, you know yeah, from uh, when I run. I, yeah, Chariots of Fire. Right, right. Exactly. When I run, I feel the Lord's pleasure. Well, when I'm in that building, I, I feel the Lord's good pleasure. And mm. so while it is a very dark and hard place, I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, and I encourage your listeners um, to find that place because that's the port part of the wall where the Lord wants you to, to build. Friends, we're talking with Representative Stephanie Luck, the winner of the John K. Andrews Award. We're going to continue this conversation. Stay with us. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. <laughs> 